0: Thank you for joining us for episode four of the Junior Leagues of New Jersey's Get On Board Onboarding podcast. Today, Colleen and Laura discuss how to make sure you have time for everything you need to discuss and keep your board engaged and motivated, and how using a consent agenda and a timed agenda can make all of that happen. Enjoy.
1: Hello, everyone. I am
0: Colleen Markley. And I'm Laura Magadoff. And we are here to talk about some really dorky things to help you and your nonprofit board experience work really well. Some little effective tools and tricks. And part of what we're going to be talking about today is a consent agenda and a timed agenda and all kinds of other fabulous things that we have mentioned in some of our previous trainings in the Board Roles and Responsibilities Workshop that Laura and I did as part of the Get On Board program for Junior Leagues of New Jersey. Um, If you haven't seen that video yet, we're going to tell you again how awesome it is and how you want to make sure you check that out. You can find it on our website at getonboardnj.org. But first, Laura, tell us what you love about consent agendas.
1: Yes, so I I kind of lump consent agenda in uh, with some of the other board materials and packets, um, and everyone's got their own name for it, but that are circulated in preparation for the meeting. And those are actually that, two of the tools that I learned um, through Junior League leadership and in my experiences, and um, had not seen them used actually in, in any other organizations. But they're mm-hmm. they're so. I think they're so valuable and they were so instrumental for me that I've gone around everywhere trying to implement the same thing. And so mm-hmm. I've gone into other organizations and be like, no, no, guys, we need a consent agenda here. Um, and so I just think they are underused and undervalued and yet can be transformative to to the board meeting and the board experience. Um, you know, in our board roles and responsibilities workshop that you mentioned, um, we talk a lot about the importance of the board retaining a strategic role in, in operating the organization rather than kind of getting lost to the minutia of management and uh, management really being better served at that committee level. Um, and so I like to think about like the purpose of a board meeting is to just be talking about how the board is, is focusing on the strategic goals and making sure that what management and committees are doing is on track towards that. And I, and I do think that the consent agenda really helps ensure that that's happening.
0: I totally agree with you and I love that you mentioned how you've used this in some of the other organizations where you've sat on boards. I have had the same experience that this was a tool that we um, learned during our junior league years and experiences and then when I've gone to other boards it's one of the very first things that I ask if we can make sure we implement and it is such a time saver and I think people so appreciate when you can be really effective with your time management and When you have um, such a short window for people to be talking in an actual board meeting, making sure you make the best use of that time can be really important. Um, When I have worked with um, and consulted with other nonprofit boards, we, you know, a lot of the, the questions that people ask are very similar, right? And the very first question people say is, well, you know, once they understand the difference between governance work and management work, well, how much of our time should actually be spent on governance work? And some of what I've read in, you know, places like Board Source and Nonprofit Quarterly is that you really want to try to make sure that 75% of your conversation is governance and strategic oriented, and that it's really important that you're not getting bogged down in the weeds, um, you know. And for some boards that have a split with some of the work being done by a separate governing board and then other work being done by a management board, that'll look a little bit different. But even in a management board, you wanna make sure that you're having really high level conversation and you're not getting bogged down with
1: committee details. Um, And actually on that, the one thing that strikes me, I I mean, we've certainly, I think you and I both served on boards where the board and the committee are kind of one and the same. And I yeah. think that there can be you know, some value in separating your meetings and saying, yes. OK, today we're going to have our strategic hats on. And even though it's the same group of people that are in charge of coming up with those committee details, that's for a separate meeting. So it's it's a little bit of a false split. But I think, again, even if you're a small organization where your board is doing both, it can help to be very intentional in what the purpose of that meeting will be. I absolutely agree with you, and I'm glad that you brought
0: that up, because I think it is really important to have that mindset about when are we talking about strategic and governance and big picture items, and when are we going to spend time on the details, because you do need time on the details.
1: You can't (laughs) not have
0: that, (laughs) but it's just a matter of when you're talking about that versus when you're talking about the big picture. so, Laura, you know that I have a little bit of a tirade and a soapbox moment when someone uses the example about how you don't want to spend time talking about the color of the napkins. So this is so obvious, that it's not helpful. And that's why I hate that as an example. And also not for nothing, but I did spend a number of years in my life doing special event planning and fundraising events and we never talked about the color of the napkins. That was not something that took up time <laughs> even for people whose job it was to plan the event and talk about the color of the napkins. We talked a lot a lot of other things besides the napkins, and I feel like it's really important to talk about that um, with realistic examples of what that sort of split looks like so you know, and this is a little bit of a sidebar from um, consent agenda, but I, I want to use this as an example of. How we would then be able to liberally use a consent agenda. So, the strategic and governing conversation about the purpose of an event would be why are we having an event? Is this a fundraising event that we're trying to raise as much revenue as possible? Is this a celebration where we want all of our members to attend even if they can't afford a particular ticket price? What kind of Goals do we want to have as the outcome of the event? So all of that should be set when you're talking about the plans for why are we doing this? That's that's the, the strategy
1: the, yep. exactly.
0: We're talking about why we're doing it. That's the strategy behind it. And then when you get down to the what, the when, the where, that's the management part. And all of those things can literally be part of the consent agenda and approved with because you know that the strategic goals are in mind so i i think that time saving part of it is really important i know that you like to talk about that too about when you're having people take time out of their days yeah
1: yeah i mean i i feel passionate and strongly about this you know it's never people again we're talking a lot about volunteers here and volunteers who have a lot of other things going on so it's never really made much sense to me to to use the valuable time that you have of this group of all-stars together you've got like an hour two hours whatever it is where you've got everyone in a room together what is the best use of that time is and it's never again in my opinion to give updates like going around the table virtual or not of saying here's what I did and here's what I did and here's what I did well that's something that can be read via email addressed otherwise that's not you don't need the collective collaboration, like the, the power of everyone being together to give updates. It's just a waste of the shared talent in the room. Like the best use of that time is to collaborate, to take all these brains in the room and collaborate and really talk through issues or ideas. Or, and you know, these are the tools that kind of allow you to wrap up all the little management details and those updates into a little neat package squared away for the first couple of minutes of the meeting and then be able to, to harness the talent for, for better use. So and Colleen, we've talked a lot about the consent agenda. Do you want to explain maybe what it is from your point like, of view? What this actual consent agenda is that we just said is so awesome and so wonderful. <laughs> we, um, we talked it up a
0: lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, and one of the, the things that you just said is like one of my favorite quotes that you say all the time is like, what's my best and highest use? Like, how can you best use my brain power and my skills in, an, in a given environment?" And the Consent Agenda allows for you to tap into that for every individual on your board. So let's pretend that you've already listened to our last podcast where we talked about board pre-reading materials. Some people call it a board packet, some people call it board prep, some people call it an intra-board memo, whatever it is that you call it. You've all read it and you know that there are a lot of pieces of information. And one of the things that the chair can do, cause the chair is the person who's responsible for setting the agenda. So when the chair is putting this agenda together, they literally can put at the top of it, consent agenda. And underneath that, they can bullet out all of the different things that are sort of like the no brainers. Like these are things that we as a board recognize are important. We recognize that someone has given us this information. We are acknowledging the information and we are agreeing with the course of action that the committees are taking and that the individuals in charge of those areas are taking. So if a committee has said in their their pre-reading materials, these are the 12 things that we think are really important to go forward with the strategic goals that you have set forward for this project, this event, this task, the board can recognize all of that and approve it with one vote. So you might have 12 different committees. I don't know how big this board is that I just made up this 12 different committee board. And they might all have 12 different things that you want to have board approval to make sure that we are, are keeping track, we're being accountable, we're taking action on all these things. And the board chair will take all of those items, list them out, And in one vote, you approve all of it. And that's all that that is. So the other important thing, and Laura, I love when you've done this on boards where we've sat together, you have said like, okay, hey, you're putting together a consent agenda and all of these items, you know, because according to my math in my head, I just had 12 committees with 12 different items. So we're up to 144 different things that we're going (laughs) to approve in 30 seconds. Good math right this is really where my skill sets are obviously but you can say as a member of the board hey i'm good with all of these but can you take out this one i'd like to actually have a conversation about it yeah and we're going to hold that till later so we we do that we change the agenda either ahead of time or at the meeting hopefully everyone's doing their things ahead of time and letting the board chair know things that they're going to want to talk about it and then we can have a really quick conversation that looks something like this. All right, here we are at the meeting. Laura, you're going to be the chair for this meeting. I'm the chair you're for today. Okay, you're the chair for today.
1: All right. Welcome to the board meeting. Uh, I assume everyone read the consent agenda. Colleen, thank you. You told me in advance that you want to pull the budget out for further discussion. Um, anyone else have any other items you want to take out? Any anything else we want to take out before we vote on the consent agenda?
0: No. We're all good everything looks
1: perfect because laura's an amazing board chair <laughs> and you're my favorite committee member board member this um, is why we get along so well <laughs> <laughs> all right great uh if no one else has anything we'll take a vote all in favor of the items listed in the consent agenda aye aye see you guys that's it you're done so within what was that 15 seconds 30 seconds mm-hmm. Everything that was in that consent agenda, you've taken all of this, one vote, done. There's no need for further discussion. You can then take the rest of your board meeting time um, to use that time for debate and discussion and brainstorming and all the amazing things that your board can do.
0: And this literally can save 45 minutes, an hour more of time for boards that haven't yet made really liberal use of the consent agenda. And I always recommend when a board chair is putting this together, Be really liberal in what you're including. If someone wants to take something out for conversation, that is absolutely within their right as another member of the board to do so. But this way you're erring on the the side of how can we be most effective with our time? And the work that's done ahead of time makes that easy to have happen in the meeting time. So one of the things that Hopefully, you have um, already listened to in the podcast before. Was when we talked about all of that pre reading material. Um, we've talked about how to set this up logistically with different tools, either Google Drive or another dashboard tool that you might have. Um, and and
1: it I want to add, add to it for a moment, if I could, though, because a lot of what we talked about before on pre reading were things like articles. We said they could be pre reading, but I want to emphasize that I consider board reports and those updates to be part of the pre-reading material so whether you consider that mm-hmm. to be a separate memorandum or everyone like i think again to to incorporate within the consent agenda to streamline the process uh you know keep those updates in the reports part of the pre-reading material part of the consent agenda absolutely and that way when you vote yes
0: or i to the consent agenda you're also reaffirming that you've had your duty And you've done it, and you recognize that you have read everything, and that you are prepared, and that's part of what that vote is. And just as a little parliamentarian side note, if you have not done the pre-reading, you cannot vote on the consent agenda. You need to abstain. And also, I don't know why you would not read a pre-reading material. That's part of what you're supposed to be doing. So obviously, no one would ever come unprepared to a meeting. Never, never. That would be terrible. Mm -mm. Nope. So I think there's one other component that would be really helpful to talk about when we talk about consent agendas. It's also to talk about a timed agenda. And I think that this is um, one of my favorite tools. I mean, I, I try not to be like a super Pollyanna person. My, my family would probably say, well, you never are a Pollyanna person. You're always the doom and gloom girl. Um, but there are a couple of ways that I like to look at challenges that boards might have and try to find the underlying positive in that. So a board might say, we have such a hard time um, getting done on time. We, We have people who just keep talking, who are really into discussion and it's good discussion, but we don't know how to be more effective with keeping to ending on time, which if you've Talked about your board norms and expectations of ending by a certain time is important to your board. You need to be respectful of that and make sure that you, as the board chair and members of the board, are being respectful of that. Um, So, the way that I like to talk about that is with a timed agenda. And so, if you talk about people who are really chatty and really conversational and really want to get into discussion, that is a great problem to have because it means that the people who are sitting around your board table are passionate they are enthusiastic, they are engaged, and they want to talk about all of the things at the board level, which is a great thing to have. Those are all positives that you want to encourage and have in board members, which is way better than a quiet board that's just rubber stamping everything and not discussing anything. Um, So the way to handle that and to manage that is to make sure that you have been super specific with the items that need to be discussed and that you give an allotted time to how much conversation is gonna happen on that topic. So if you've got an hour board meeting and there are four items that need to be discussed, well, you might want 15 minutes apiece, or you might say, okay, we really need to spend 30 minutes talking about this big issue, so we're gonna time out the other things and get that done first with limited amount of time and and say exactly how many minutes or exactly what time it's going to be. And then sometimes it's hard to be running the conversation and also keeping track of time. So you can ask someone to be your timekeeper
1: and and be the one that's going to raise the
0: flag and be like we're done i think
1: that can be kind of part of those board norms right the same way you ask somebody to jump up and down if we're getting into the weeds on detail rather than strategic you have somebody that's tasked with the time it's funny i was on uh, a a task force call uh, for an organization earlier in the week and someone did just that you know everyone is very passionate Mm -hmm. talking. And kind of raise their hand like, okay, guys, I'm looking at the time here. We need to move on to the other agenda items. So, um, and then the board can either make a decision to continue, uh, continue that conversation in real time and adjust the agenda to say, obviously we should talk about this at our next meeting. And maybe it's added again to the next meeting's agenda, or maybe we realize, gosh, there's a lot to talk about on this. Let's make that a meeting unto itself. Um, You know, or say we've heard everyone. We need to wrap the conversation up on this and just, you know, move on to other things and to reach a conclusion on it. And that's a decision that the board can make in real time. But the importance, Colleen, as you said, of having somebody, having that as a board norm, having someone tasked with managing it and having it as an expectation where the other board members say, like, they're going to adhere to that. Okay, I know I have to stop talking about it now. And this is how it's going to be.
0: And I think it's a really important point that you made about saying, you know, there are going to be times where you realize you're going to need to talk about it again at the next board meeting, but there are also times where you need to make a decision as a board. I saw one one organization that I thought had this great acronym. I'm not usually a big fan of acronyms, but this one I thought was fairly clever. And the acronym was Get Go G-E-T-G-O. And the idea was, this is good enough to go. And we are not going to hold it up and talk about it any longer. We're going to let this move forward and be actionable. And then you can come back to it and evaluate it and pivot and turn however you might need to, but you don't want perfection to be the enemy of the good. You want to be able to have things move forward. And I know you say that all the time, Laura, don't let perfection be the enemy of the good and and make sure that we can be effective with what we're doing um, and not over plan and over discuss forever. And to realize that at some point. It's got to be good
1: enough to. Otherwise, you just talk so much that you're not making anything happen, other than meetings to have meetings to talk about meetings. So, you know that doesn't you actually get sound like all that much out. fun. Yeah,
0: if you want to make sure that you're going to have an engaged board and that you're going to have everybody's attention, you want to make sure that they're feeling like their things are being productive. That you're not only talking about things, that you're making sure that things can launch and move forward in the world. Um, so, I think. All of those are really helpful tools for boards to be effective, engaged, productive, and really um, be connected to the mission of what you're trying to accomplish. So all of the information that we just talked about, you can find more information online at our website for getonboardnj.org. We've really enjoyed doing this program and training for the Junior Leagues of New Jersey. We hope that you have found it helpful, Um, and please feel free to reach out. Send us a note. We'd be happy to put more information on our website and um, see how it all goes in practice. We'd love to hear feedback. Yeah, thank you all. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us today. Please subscribe and message us so we know what future content you would like us to create.
1: We're happy to have you on board.